It's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm not talking about December. No, ladies and gentlemen, it's October. Happy spooky season here at Planet Fantasy. Damon and myself, we're big Halloween fans. And so, for the entire month of October, we're going to be bringing you some spooky content. Starting with week one. This week, we're starting off big, guys. Damon and myself are going to be building our own monster squads. Now, we're not talking about the 80s movie, though we do love that one. We are going to be building our own monster squads comprised of our favorite horror movie monsters who are facing off against each other, who are terrorizing a town, and we'll see what else. This is Planet Fantasy, the Monster Squad Draft. To another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast, and we're your hosts, Damon and Kyle. Kyle, how's it going? Not bad, man. Not bad. It's been kind of a long week, but I'm I'm ready for this draft. How are you? Same. It's been a long one, a hell of a long one, but it is Halloween season. And for exactly. that, I have to be happy and festive and, and ready for all the horror and candy and great and bad movies. Um, have you watched any good horror movies yet? Um, so I, I've like kind of started making a list. Uh, I set out to be like, all right, I'm going to do it this year. I say this like every year, but I'm going to, I'm going to watch a horror movie a day, you know, 31 horror movies definitely has not done that yet, but I'll probably double up on a couple of days. Um, so I'm kind of forming a list. I want to go with some first time watches, but I also like part of what I love about this is just like a lot of familiarity. So I'm going to fall on some classics for sure. Um, definitely going to give uh like the shining a rewatch soon um like there's a couple that i want to hit on you know like on halloween night but i'm just excited man i love this is like my favorite time of the year so same same one of the best months of the year it's probably like this um december and like maybe like june june's a pretty good one for sure but um, so you speaking of the shining have you watched dr sleep I have, dude. I love that movie. Amazing, so good. If you have not seen it, anybody, everybody, watch it. It is phenomenal. I love the way they take the mythology of, of The Shining and, and the the Overlook Hotel, and it just expands so much. And yeah. I love it. it even even if you're skeptical, like go in just with an open mind because I was definitely really just like I was just like I don't know how they can make a sequel to this movie. It's, I mean, it's just I don't know. The movie itself is just so ambiguous anyway, but I really love the direction they went with, and they could not have picked a better guy to play Dan. I mean, Ewan McGregor is so good in that movie. It's it's a it's a fun movie for sure. I really love every role he does. Just about like yeah. he's so good. Um. Okay, so I want to watch both of those. I think my roommates and I are going to try and watch the Purge movies. Oh, um, nice. Very relevant. I feel like in this time. For sure. But, uh, <laughs> so good. Uh, the TV show also underrated. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're talking about Halloween and horror movies here, guys, because we're, we're doing a draft. We're, not only that, we're doing a whole month of Halloween-themed drafts. Oh, and this yeah. first is a big one. 
it's the monster squad draft. So that's right. What that means is we're drafting five on five monsters from mythos, from movies, from TV. Um, mainly movies, but if you if we decide to go, you know, maybe just strictly TV, we'll probably allow it. We're not going to be crazy here, but uh, we're picking these two squads to terrorize their own like neck of the woods, essentially. Like, who would you want to draft if you had the pick of the litter out of all the monsters to to form a squad to pretty much just wreak havoc? Um, you know, I think that would be such a fun movie too. Like Freddie and Jason did it. Uh, we, yeah. We've seen a little bit of here and there, but imagine just like a large, like Avenger style team up. Right. Uh, what that would be and how, how they would clash and mesh. I, I think so that that's kind of the vibe we're going to try to go for. Uh, Kyle, uh, did you have anything else to add? Yeah. I mean, we, we got it a little bit with, you know, the, the monster squad, the movie, but, uh, and I love that movie, but that, you know, that was the very much like the traditional look at like Halloween monsters, you know, like the archetypes of, you know, Dracula and, and um, the Wolfman. And I love those, but I think with this one, it's going to be fun because we can, like Damon said, we can really go across all mediums. We can, I mean, our qualifier is just that, you know, it has to be uh, a, a character, or a person who is supernatural in some aspect, um, but that's a pretty loose qualifier. I think we, we're going to be able to have some fun with our picks. Um, we get to be a little bit evil masterminds because we're uh, spearheading these teams and forming these really like these, yeah, like you said, like kind of an Avengers, but on the dark side, you know, <laughs> we're forming these, these monster squads to terrorize our, our towns. Um, so it should be fun. Like I said, we have a pretty wide range of stuff to pick from. Um, and we're going to also kind of go along that line with our, our list game. We're going to keep it pretty simple. Um, we're running with another ABC uh, list and just doing movie movie monsters, uh, the ABCs. And again, it's it's uh, we're going to stick to movies for the for the list. But um, as long as they have some kind of supernatural element to them, they will they'll count. All right then, uh, I'll get us started. All right. All right, A. A is for Annabelle. Ooh, little doll freaks me out. Um, let's go with B B B B. Um, the Babadook. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Chucky from Child's Play. Love it. Uh, D. Um, let's go with, oh, of course, Dracula. Uh, classic. Um, E. Of course, I had to get E. Ewoks count, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you play Battlefront 2, they do. There is a mo mode on that game where you have to fight um, Ewoks. They are, it's terrifying. They are terrifying. They are souls there for a reason. Um, <laughs> dang. E. Um, can't go out like this. Oh, I'm going to go out like evil evil something <laughs> Five, I'm, I can four, I'm, I'm on e. wow all right wow um i can't blame you though because i'm i'm thinking two and i don't know if i can think of another one um to, to the internet yeah exactly cue all the angry listeners just screaming answers at their phone. yeah yes they're they're yelling them all at us um <laughs> though is the real question um because I don't know. I can't. I'm still trying to rack my brain right now. 
Um, I think there's a character named like El. I'm probably mispronouncing, but Elvira or Elvira. Elvira. And she a, yeah. She was like, would you? She was more like a pop culture like icon, right? Wasn't that's what, true? What was, uh, supposed to be exactly was she like Frankenstein's like what Like I don't know what was she. I, I cannot remember. Um, yeah, I just I, saw her. That name just sticks out, but that that's true. She I don't know if she had any kind of supernatural element to her, so that's interesting. Or if it was just kind of like her st- her aesthetic. Right, exactly. Thing really, Edward Hyde. Who is that? Um, this is just listing Event Horizon. I'm not seeing anything. Uh, Ella, is there an Ella? Hmm. You know, we'll just say, oh, Ella is the main antagonist of the 1988 American horror film Monkey Shines. There you go. How did I not think of that? It was a monkey. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Ella the monkey. Shout out well, to Ella. Kyle, uh, that means you get to choose the order. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and yeah, it's, been, it's been a minute since we've done just the two of us other than the, the last one, but I'm going to go with the turn. I always love taking that turn, so I'll have you go first. Okay. I'm getting my first one. Um Right out of the way. Um, I was kind of wanting to tackle this on all fronts. As far as my squad, I wanted to attack them physically, mentally, emotionally, and subconsciously. Hmm. So I'm going to knock that first one out with Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah. I love it. Him and his dream warrior kind of days. Like He was so vicious, but also so sassy and bitchy and like he had the best comebacks i feel like in that movie mm-hmm. um but like just overall when you get freddy krueger you're getting someone who just gets so much pleasure out of tormenting people not even just people but these kids these teenagers like he he's a sick fuck okay yeah. we know his origin story but the things that he'll be able to do uh during when they're sleeping and dreaming will be getting them so riled up and messed up they will not want to go to sleep and this will leave everyone to pick them off one at a time like it Hmm. like especially just taking a whole imagine like trying to take out a whole town like i bet that would be insane just having a whole town just running on like paranoia no sleep insanity people dying constantly like it never really like even in all the movies, like I feel like they ended up getting maybe what? How many? Like maybe no more than twenty deaths. I feel like. Right. Uh, yeah, it was always contained to a group of just a small group of people. But like, imagine if he really went balls to the wall, and it just really went for it. I feel like that would be insane, and especially with like a with a squad and like other people maybe wanting him to see what he can do. Just being like, you know, he wants to kind of show off. Freddie would so be down for that. So, Freddy Krueger. I love it. I, oh man, Freddy Krueger is, is truly just one of my favorite antagonists in movies in general. Um, I only finished watching the, the whole Nightmare on Elm Street series for the first time maybe like a month or so ago. Um, wow. Really? Yeah, I, I had only seen the original and then just uh, ran through all of them. And I, you know, the quality, as with like most horror franchises, it, it varies. But man, he's so, Robert England just crushes it every time. He's so good. I, I feel like Freddie, more than most horror icons, just has so much personality. But he's also really menacing. Like like you're saying, especially in the Dream Warriors. The Dream Warriors is probably my favorite. Um, it's I was be, yeah, the original or Dream Warriors. Um, 
New Mutants tried to do Dream Warriors and it did not work, but uh, it's it's a great movie. Um, and I I just think he in that movie he's like you said he's got so many quotable lines and he's so funny, but he's also so damn like intimidating and menacing. And I really love that he you know he's your first pick. I re- I'm excited to see what else you have because we've seen. Sometimes he works well with others, sometimes he doesn't. You know, with Freddy versus Jason, that movie starts out not as like a versus movie. He's trying to recruit Jason. You know, he wants to use him to terrorize the town together. And then obviously the fight ensues and we get, you know, the great fight between them. But so I'd be I'd, I'd be interested interested to see how he gels with the rest of your your squad, but for a first pick, it's like almost a no-brainer. I mean, Freddy is he's one of the most iconic like horror villains for a reason. He's He's, yeah, he's hilarious. He would definitely provide some great levity in a hypothetical movie, which we definitely should see of these two, <laughs> these squads. Um, Let's say that's what this is. We're just drafting this movie. This is our dream movie squad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Um, and he would provide probably the biggest laughs. Um, yeah, he's, he's hilarious. I love Robert England. Um, I really like what they did. I, I didn't love the whole movie, but what New Nightmare did with, you know, how they... Kind of went with the meta of like he Freddie started terrorizing the real world and um, the way you mentioned so like him terrorizing a whole town that's true that's a really crazy like idea because we do we only see him isolated to like a certain group of people in each movie I think the closest we get is in Freddie's Dead when he kind of takes over the town of uh, of Springwood or uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but even that like we don't see a ton of that we just see the after effects of it so. Yeah, I just I would love to see him working on a grander scale and working with other people. Um, so this is that's a great first pick. Thank you, thank you, sir. So you already said Dream Warriors is your favorite, probably mine as well. Like just the whole uh, mental institution set up and all the different kills that was in it. Oh man, the comic mm. book kill. So, yeah. Oh, so good. Um, okay, Freddie is my first pick. So you got to top that. Who are you coming with? Okay, well, I, I mean, I just mentioned it. I, I got to go for the rematch, uh, Freddy versus Jason Part Two. I got to go with my boy Jason Voorhees. Um, um, uh, yeah, I love me some Jason Voorhees. I'm going straight. You know, uh, we're kind of picking eras of these characters, so I'm gonna go. Um, Jason takes Manhattan. Jason Voorhees, which is. Uh, that is also my, that's my favorite part of the 13th movie. Um, it's campy as hell. It's a weird Whoa, movie. Whoa, I've never heard that one before. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. I feel like I'm in a very, very small minority <laughs> there, but I, I love that movie so much. Um, this is another series that I recently watched for the first time. Again, I'd only seen the original um, and really kind of dove in. Uh, and I would say of the two, I definitely love this one more. I just think that it goes in some really weird directions. Um but I think that Jason, I think he's like sometimes an underrated antagonist as opposed to like someone like Freddie. Because Freddie gets to be vocal and do his one-liners. But depending on the actor, because we had a few during during the series, but, um, you know, Kane Hodder is my favorite. When he, he just got like the body language down so well. So Jason still has some really funny moments. Like he always does the great turn to the person. Like it's just, he does a lot with his body language, but. Um, as far as like Jason himself, I mean, this guy is, you know, he's unkillable. I mean, those movies start out as just kind of run of the mill slashers. And then you reach a kind of the halfway point of the series. It's, 
Jason lives, he's brought back to life by like a, a fucking lightning bolt. Like he's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then he's like zombie Jason for the rest of the movies. I mean, we get to see him go to space to the future and Jason X. Like he, he's just unkillable. Um, and I would argue, you know, Freddy versus Jason really does a good job of going back and forth. I'd argue he gets the upper hand in that fight. I, I think that he, he gets, he, if that was like a, you know, a, a boxing match, I think that he comes out on top. Like he, he and Freddie really trade some blows though. I would, I will say, I love that these are the two first picks because I mean, you, you know, that that's the first scene in the movie is like the rematch. Like they're like, Oh, you again. <laughs> Let me um, get people against your people. and we'll, right. we'll see who gets served. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I love Jason. I think that he is his movies. I think they're just, that's, I really like my horror uh, taste is similar to my music taste and that it's just all over the place uh, tone wise. I also, I mean, I love um, stuff like, you know, the witch and like very kind of like slow burn kind of dread horror movies, but sometimes I'm just in the mood for like a good, like campy over the top horror movie. Um, and so like, I think that the Friday the 13th really like is the epitome of that. Um, and Jason is just, yeah, he's, he's, such a great antagonist um like i said you'd, you'd also get some maybe some like sneaky funny moments with him reacting to like your squad or even reacting to his his squad mates you know we haven't we haven't really seen him working with other people a lot um so i'd love to see how he meshes and like maybe clashes a little bit with his the other people on my squad um but yeah that's that's my first pick that's such a good pick and i mean I have to say, I really do enjoy Jason Takes Manhattan and because it's just so absurd the whole way through. Like, they're on the boat, and, like, he comes on up, and, like, he's just chasing them through Manhattan. Like, the my favorite scene is just where he, he tries to punch them, right? And then he just decides, okay, I'm going to punch your head off. Yep. Julius. R.I.P. Julius. Just clean off. I was like, I remember the first time I saw that as a kid. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's just absurdity. And like when Campy is good, it's so good. And yeah. and like these, I really like that you pointed out his, you know, his body language. It it really doesn't get talked about enough. I feel like um, Jason really like you kind of see him get like almost excited or angry, almost mm. like when you see it, like when he gets it, he, you see that he gets that way, like. You know, he doesn't let things not phase him. Like, Michael, you have no idea ever just about what Michael Myers, anything that's going on in his head, really, you know. Blank slate. Jason, like, he, you see the energy in him. You see the fights. Um, he, he's he's wanting to kill these people, and there's a reason for it. He's a sick bastard. But, right. like, so with this one, I, I was going to say I wanted to draft Jason also, but I was going to go with the Jason Lifts one because – Oh, okay. Electricity, he was, you know, zombie, crazy. But they're pretty close. I'd say maybe Jason Takes Manhattan might be a little stronger. Well, mine would maybe be a little bit a little bit quicker, maybe. Just a little quicker. But uh one, what? Yeah, one thing I one thing I love about so Jason Liz is like my second favorite, um, after Manhattan and he so I, I agree with what you're saying. Like he does they do such a good job of portraying the different kind of like phases he goes through because like pissed off jason is the scariest jason i mean he like and jason lives once he comes back that whole movie it's it's practically a western because it's him just chasing tommy jarvis you know and tommy jarvis is like this outlaw that no one trusts and 
such a fun movie. And when Jason is pissed, it, it's so fun to watch. Because, like, I, I can't remember if it's Jason Lives. I mean, it's most movies. But there's one in particular that I'm remembering. I think it's um, it's not Jason Lives because Tommy Jarvis has a child. So it's, like, two movies before that. But he, towards the end, they're kind of hiding. And he's kind of, like, you know the horror movie cliche when they're like kind of hunting for their prey and they're walking real slow and Jason's just like fuck that like he just kicks through a door and he just barrels through and grabs someone like I always love at those points in like the Friday movies when Jason just gets pissed off and he's like this is dumb I just want to finish this <laughs> it's so fun no that, that that's a really great point because like it point you know it paints a comparison on like some of the stalkers like you know you have Michael, of course, I like to compare the two because they're so different but similar. Michael mm. is like that very slow stalker, very methodical, like relentless. Jason is a bull, like just straight up full force at all times. For like sure. ev and everything he does is full of power and strength. Um, so he, him, especially as like your like your bull of your team, the guy who's going to do all the damage that you couldn't really do much better than that. I think his kill count is pretty high up there. I think as far as the, the list goes. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I, 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 it's been a while since I've looked it up, but I, I think he's pretty high on the, on the list of uh, most kills in movies. He does have a lot of them. Though, so <laughs> a lot of movies. Um, so Jason takes Manhattan is your favorite. Do you have a certain favorite kill from Jason in all the movies? Um, probably. I've got to go with, so going back to Friday the 13th part three, um, you know, it's uh, sadly I didn't get to, but it was released as a 3d movie. Um, back when 3d was still, you know, a relatively new thing. And he, a lot of the movies in that movie are meant to be like kind of 3d kills. And there's one where he, he Jason also is a crack shot. The dude can throw anything and he's going to hit his target. So there's, uh, one of the girls towards the end of the movie is, uh, on the, they're still at the camp at this point. You know, the movie's moved away from those eventually, but uh, she's on the, the deck trying to run away from him, and he just pops up out of the water, grabs his, uh, I think he still has the machete at that point, and just, I mean, just throws it from like maybe 20 feet away, and the movie, uh, the camp cuts like right before it kills her, and it's the machete coming out of her, and it's just, it's a great kill. I, I, I wish I had seen that in the theater to see the 3D, but it's, yeah, that's probably my favorite. <laughs> Yes. What about you? Um, of course, the Julius, the the head knocked right off, is yeah. is tied. But I, I just I don't know why this one, but it's so good. It's the one in Jason X with the girls in the sleeping bag, just oh. like, just right up against the the tree. So brutal. So like really, it really shows just how brutal he is, and it it's, it goes back to the very you know the pokes fun of the campy you know the camp. Uh, Sleeping bad, the the horny girls, you know, trope and everything like that. It, it ties it all together, and it was just and it is awesome how they did the cut too, because you didn't see it at first, and it cuts right back to them just slamming them against the tree. And it was really <laughs> shot well, so yeah, I love okay. that. So Jason Voorhees is off the board. We have a, a classic Jason versus Freddy fight here against these two squads. Who's going to be your second pick? Okay, so for number two, um, I'm glad that we were able to kind of work out. We're going to be going pretty loose with, like, um, movie monsters. So these aren't going to be like Jason, like Freddy. This is not, like, one of our, our classic archetypes. It's one that really is, I mean, 
really formidable. Um, I will say a lot of my knowledge is going to be based on the movies about this character. I've not read the book. I think I read it a long time ago when I was like 12 or 13, but it's been a while. Um, so I'm going with Pennywise the Clown. Um, this is some of these picks where I was really taking into account their abilities and their, you know, their powers and stuff. And that's kind of what I'm taking into, into account with him. But more than anything, I'm taking into account what scared the shit out of me growing up the most. And Pennywise is pretty high on that list. Um, so Pennywise is obviously the clown that comes from the, uh, the book, the Stephen King book, It, and then the, you know, the TV movie and the, the two movies that just came out the last couple of years. Um, he, basically is able to take on the, uh, the appearance, the shape, the form of whatever you fear. Um, he's a boggart <laughs> pretty much. Uh, he, he, but he also, you know, that's, this is where like my knowledge of the book does not help because I, I remember there was a lot of more mystical stuff involving him in the book. Um, and it was touched on a bit in the, the second movie that came out just last year, the year before. Um, but, uh, I just love the idea of a character who can do that. Um, you know, the fact that sometimes you're not afraid of any one thing and the fact that he's able to take the shape of whatever and really just manipulate and like, just he's, you know, Freddie, we talked about this with Freddie. He's very sadistic and like plays with his victims. And Pennywise, I think is the same way. Like you, you can tell because he, I mean, not only he does the, he like take pleasure in it, like he actually needs people's fears. Like he feeds off of people's fear. Um, so I think that, you know, in this hypothetical squad of this movie, he, he shows up ready to feed and he's like, he's in this, in this squad because he needs to feed. Like that's, that's his goal. The rest of these may be characters who are like, like Jason, they're just pissed off or they want to like mess with people or whatever. But Pennywise is here for like a mission. He's trying to feed. He's, you know, he's got, he's low on health or whatever. And he's trying to find his new victim, but I just, yeah, Pennywise has always been such an iconic, like, horror character. Um, I, I watched the, the TV movie, which admittedly, those movies do not age very well. Not at um, all. I will say Tim Curry as Pennywise definitely ages well, though. He just stands in my head. Like, I watched those movies way too young. I mean, I was, like, maybe six or seven when I watched those. Scared the ever-loving shit out of me. Um, I just could not deal with clowns for the longest time growing up, and it was because of that movie. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's so good. He also kind of like Freddy, especially not as much in the new movies, but in the, in the TV movies, he also does a, a, a good job of dancing the line of like being really menacing and really funny. Uh, I always love the <laughs> kiss me, kiss me fat boy. That line is just always yes. out to me. <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, he's the best. I think that, um, they just, those movies too, do a really good job of visuals. Like, you know, again, it's like whatever fear you can think of. So, they had to, especially the new movies, I really love what the new movies did with the visuals of like the, kind of like the blood that comes out of the stall in the second movie and, and stuff like that. They just, they're really visually uh, striking. Um, I think that Pennywise, having him on your squad would be so important because sometimes like, you know, a lot of these characters will scare you, but like he knows, like he knows exactly how to get to someone individually. And I think that's really important, so. Oh man. I hate you. That was my second pick. <laughs> you know, Pennywise is perfect for this because, like, I mean, yes, like you said, he, he terrorizes with fear. He can turn into your worst nightmare, literally, like, right in front of you. Uh, there's not much he can't really do. We really don't – I don't really know the extent of to, wit, to what he can and can't do. Do you? Exactly. Right. Even, like, 
it's kind of open-ended almost. Um, yeah, that's where, like I said, like the book really goes into it. And there's a lot of, that's where Stephen King's, I think a lot of his, uh, <laughs> a lot of his uh, followings come is when he really tries to get into the mythos behind characters. But uh, you're right. A lot of his abilities or his true power is like kind of left to the imagination. And that's scary. <laughs> and yeah, that, for sure. Very much like Freddy. Like they're, um, they're very similar in the, their tactics almost, except Pennywise is out in the real, real world, you know, uh, even if it's almost kind of like figments of their imagination, but he's still there. Um, so is, is he going to kind of be your ringleader maybe of your squad? I, Cause I could see. Yeah. yeah. So I think he, great pun, by the way, ringleader. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that he would be the one to kind of get everyone together. Cause again, he's the one who needs this the most, you know, the rest of these characters are either like with Jason, I think he would be like begrudgingly brought into the fight. Um, he's probably like keeping people away from his mom. And then, you know, Pennywise comes and he's like, let me offer you some more victims or whatever. But I think Pennywise is the one who's going to bring them all together because he, he has the most at stake in this fight. Um, and I think that, also, just in the movies, he's always portrayed as, like, just knowing more than he lets on. He seems to just have a – he's a bit of a chess master. Like, he just kind of knows, especially in the town in, in Derry in, in the movies, he, he knows everything about the that town's secrets, and he knows things about, like, the car- the kids themselves, um, about Richie. And so I think that, like, he would be the one to kind of bring everyone together because he, he's going to be able to lay out, like, the, the master plan. It almost makes me wonder, like, is he, like, able to read their minds? Like, is he just able to know everything about them? Like, just read them like a book? Because, yeah, he, he knew everything. Like, and he was kind of been sleeping right. for 27 years. So, yeah, to learn that very quickly is, is impressive. Um, I love right. Tim Curry as, as Pennywise. Um, I love that. I Like you did, I watched it very early and many, many times. I grew up watching it. It's so creepy, and and I, I just loved Pennywise as a character because he was funny and creepy at the same time. And I was super excited when the new movies came out, so, done so well. And I have to say, while Bill Skarsgård maybe isn't as funny verbally, he has a lot of very good physical comedy kind of. In the, yes, like, for sure. When he's across the field and he has the hand, the arm, and, and he's – dying. <laughs> Yeah. straight up died laughing like while also being creeped out so um <laughs> I, I really like both versions of pennywise and i've personally never read the book i'm i've honestly never have read a full stephen king novel um i don't know if i'll ever change that he, he's just his writing is odd i'll say that yes so he is one of the few authors where i think the movies are almost always you now there are exceptions but the movies are almost always the better versions of his stuff like, The Shining is a perfect example of that. We talked about that earlier. That and Dr. Sleep, both. Both of those books are fine, but the movies are, like, the the perfect version of that story. I dig that, and I'll probably never read it, but the movies are great, and so for having Pennywise, especially kind of as your ringleader, is awesome. I wanted to pair him with Freddy because their whole they hate kids thing would have been oh, amplified yeah. to, to 10, like, a 1,000, so... That would have been fun, sure. but I'm okay with it. I'll roll with it. Um, what, now, now you get to see them fight over kids. Yes, <laughs> we get to see them fight over kids and see them fight. Like that's pretty awesome. And <laughs> does does Pennywise sleep ever? Does he dream? Hmm. Oh, hmm. oh my god. What does a Pennywise dream that feel would, like? What does it look like? 
Holy shit, that would be incredible though. Just imagine that, like a third act, Freddy gets into Pennywise's dream. That's oh, I love that. Uh, and Pennywise brings everyone in with him somehow because he can do that. Right. Yeah. Okay, this is building up pretty fun. Um, what's your favorite <laughs> it Pennywise moment? And all of the. Um, I gotta say, there there's one that sticks out. So, like I said, the I just I have so much nostalgia slash trauma from the the tv movies but there's a part i I think it's in yeah it's in the the part one because part two is when they're adults but the kids are um it's done really well in the remake by the way but the when they're looking at the book and trying to figure out like the history of pennywise and he like he starts moving around in the book and stuff because it that like shows how good tim curry was at switching because he starts out really funny and he's just doing his clown thing and then he sees them and then immediately a switch flips and he like runs up and like reaches out of the book and he's like i'll kill you all i'll kill you all and it's just like immediately switches i remember as a kid kind of laughing and then immediately just like screaming my ass off like what is going on (laughs) so that that's that's my favorite um moment but there's there's some great stuff in the the remake like yeah you're right the the arm scene is so good i remember yeah i i was the same way i laughed so hard during that scene but uh what about um, you i really like the the basement scene with the water and it's like why didn't mm. you save me and he's georgie and he turns into pennywise that was yeah. chilling and creepy um like i continuously think about that when i think about the movie um just along with all like i i thought the it part one the remake was done so well the sequel was a little underwhelming, personally. Same. Like, yeah. it was good, but it just wasn't as good as it could have been. The, the right. TV movie, I've not seen it in so long. All I can ever think of is, is home dude getting on his bike. Hi-ho, Silver! Um, like, I don't know why <laughs> like that, that bike scene always sticks out to me. I think I just really wanted that bike. Um, yeah. So it was, was badass. Um, all right. For sure. So Jason and Pennywise, that is a that is a duo right there. <laughs> so I, I guess that means I will have to pick my my second in in command. Um, yes, let's sir. see. Since you got Pennywise, I'm going to go with my my rebound pick. We're going to go with Pinhead from Hellraiser. Oh, oh, that was my third. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, of course. I, I had no idea what our, our teams were going to look like, but of course we're stealing from each other. That, that's just... Right. Um, but, okay, so everyone who doesn't know who Pinhead is, you know, he's that super pasty, pale-ass dude with the nails in his head. Very, very <laughs> stoic and very slow and ha- always has the, that thing in his hands. Um, this dude is just a crazy motherfucker, okay? Like, he's a sadist, for one. Um he is able to pretty much inflict pain and torture to people um, in many, many ways. One of his, his his favorites, of course, is to pretty much like flay you alive, just to, like take you know, like your skin is no more. You're just fucking blood and and guts and muscles. It like that just always really sticks out to me so much uh, from those movies is when that happened. Uh, it's just insane. But I, I really wanted him because he's. He already works in a group, you know. He he's a part of the Cenobites, right? Mm. And uh, yeah, so he's able to, you know, at least do that. So I don't have to worry about him getting egos or or you know going off the cuff. 
Um, and so with him and Freddie, I feel like it would just be pretty menacing. You know, you have Pinhead chasing you in, in real life, doing the damage. And, and then you have Freddie doing the damage subconsciously. And so mm. I think Pinhead also just aesthetically, his look is just ugh, creepy. So <laughs> horror is is very important as far as looks. You know, the looks matter. And he kills it, so. For sure. Yeah, especially in, like, the first time you see that character. I remember the first time I saw Hellraiser, and he actually, I mean, he has a really limited amount of screen time in that first movie. It's really about Frank as, like, kind of this creepy antagonist. And then Pinhead and the Cinebite show up really in the third act. But when he comes on the scene, yeah, you're right. Like, that look, he's just so fucking creepy. And he, a lot of these characters... It really has to do, I mean, it's writing, but it really has to do with the performances. And I am, of course, blanking on the name, but the guy who plays Pinhead in those original, like those first couple of Hellraiser movies, he is so good. I mean, he's so menacing. I love the, we have such sights to show you. Like, he's, oh, he's so good. And what I really like about him, too, is that he, like, as fucked up as he is, and he is a sadist, he has a code. Like, he... The, the whole reason they do what they do is to torture people who they think have done wrong and stuff. And so, like, the idea that he, I think it's in the first one, he comes back and he's, you know, he's about to just wreck, wreak havoc. And then the the main girl tells him what, you know, I think it's, I think he, she tells him what Frank has been up to. And he immediately, like, sets his sights on Frank. And so it's like, it's like this, you don't see that in horror movies that often. Like, these really menacing kind of monster characters don't really have like a code at all. They're just kind of out to kill. Um, and so that would be really intriguing to see him like carry that with him into this squad, especially when you have Freddy. I would love to see the scene between the two of them. Um, I feel like they would be the two. I haven't heard the rest of your picks, but they would be the two to really work well together. And, you know, just we get really interesting scenes for the two of them. Um, because like you said, like they're both just so menacing. And so they're able to, like, I mean, almost like in a, an Avengers type way, like team up really well, because like you said, Freddie can get, you know, in your dreams and, and hurt you subconsciously. And then Pinhead can almost like finish the job off in, in real life. So that's, he really compliments Freddie. Um, and yeah, you, you I mean, he, he could even hypothetically bring in his crew with him. Like you might even get the full package of all of the Cenobites, which is like, that's, that puts it over the top for sure. So I love that. Yes. And, you know, like you said, there is a code, kind of a, a weird, loose code, you know, to what they do. So I feel like there will, of course, be a reason to why he's doing this and joined with the crew, you know. Um, I feel like Freddy probably came up with it. Or maybe this is all Pinhead. You know, I, I honestly think Pinhead probably will be my ringleader. You know, he has a mission and he feels like Freddy would have, would be great for it, you know. So mm. I, I think that'd work really well. And, yes, Imagine him trying to get those chains on Jason and, and see that. Like, would Jason be able to, like, fight him off? Would we see Jason, like, get torn apart? Like, who? Oh, mm, that'd yeah. be really cool. Um, so not to mention, Pinhead can, you know, cause illusions, you know? So imagine the, the things he could do uh, against your your uh, monsters, such as uh, Jason, you know, have his uh, mother show up, throw him off. Freddy oh, did, yeah. You know, in Freddy versus Jason, you know? Uh Good old classic. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I just mainly really wanted Pinhead for, for his presence almost more than anything. Like, 
to me, he he's like almost at the top of the food chain when it comes to just just when you look at him, you're like, Ugh. So, <laughs> yeah, for and sure. So I had to go with Pinhead. Um, what's your favorite uh, movie of the Hellraiser series? Have you seen them all? So this is one that I'm still working through. So I have seen the the first three, um, and I think there's like. Out of all of these we talked about, I think this one has the most entries. Uh, so I've got a ways to go, but I really love Hellbound. Uh, that's the second one. Um, that one just, again, it's kind of like Manhattan. It just goes to some weird places. And it also, too, it came out in, I think, 88 or 89. And for that time, it's got some really incredible visual stuff. I mean, you go to, it's not really a dream world, but it's like you go to this other dimension um, and the things that they did in that movie, like, I, I just, it really blew me away. It goes to some weird places. There's a really great performance from uh, the actress who plays Julia. Um, she gets very kind of over the top, and I always love that. And, uh, yeah, I just, that's, that movie just goes to some strange places, and I'm here for it. <laughs> that's a good one. I really, I think I just really like, I think, like, the first five a lot. And, and, and I, I don't mm. know if I've even seen any after that. Um, I really like Bloodline, uh, the fourth one, for what I can. Okay. That, that's a good one. Um, okay, so I have Pinhead and Freddy Krueger. I have my, like, kind of my mental warriors, I guess I'll say. Attacking right. subconsciously, and Pinhead, you know, is, is almost like a telepath, essentially, with his powers. Kind of. we'll, we'll say that. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I want someone more violent i want someone physical someone that can literally grab these people and tear them apart you know we, we need violence for these. this is a monster uh squad after all it's so for that i wanted to go with the predator oh hell yeah okay so like i mean essentially mainly like the one from the first movie or any of them really you know but it, it, you know, it's these these alien this alien species who are literally pretty much they're designed to be hunters, you know, and that's what they do. Um, so you know, they have camouflage. They have the awesome parrot laser gun on their shoulder. Um, they have so many different other kinds of guns and swords and axes. Like they're they're just this alien warrior, and so of course, like having like pinhead kind of controlling him uh, if possible uh, sending him in a general direction to hunt I think would just be tits like it would just work so well and especially if we're maybe fighting against you I would die to see a predator and Jason throw down oh man that would be so so cool. good like they're both just these like behemoths like just you know broad monsters they'll they'll just take these punches of course predator has you know his high tech but jason's jason so yeah what do you think yeah. about the predator being picked in the monster squad draft yeah this is perfect i mean like you said it like these this whole race they're meant to just kill like they're made to kill people and uh i mean no hardly anyone does it better than them the only reason uh you know, the only reason Schwarzenegger makes it out of that first movie is because he's Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? Uh, I, I mean, I, I just, the first movie, so I'll, I'll say this too up front. Um, I, I have only ever seen the original Predator. Um, 
that's a big blind spot as far as franchises go. I really want to see it's really good because I love I love Danny Glover, so I'm I'm excited for that one. Um, but yeah, he in the first one, I just especially the look. You know, we, we're talking about the look of these characters a lot. I love the look of this character. He's really menacing. I love what he can do, like when he mimics the laugh of that guy. That's just oh, it chills down my spine when the the bomb's about to yeah. go off. Uh, I love that part. Um, but the predators, yeah, I mean, we we said that they're meant to hunt, like they're breeded to hunt, and so this is like you know, it's a no brainer. And I think that, you know, he can be pretty easily manipulated by, you know, Pinhead or not even manipulated, but just Pinhead can just give him like, okay, there's your target, like go ahead. And I, I don't think it would take him much to just kind of go on a rampage and a killing spree. Um, so that would be super fun. I'd love to see all the kind of like the different oh, weapons he brings into this. I, I thought What's of that? that. Okay. No, this is perfect. Pinhead's like, hey, I have the ultimate game for you to hunt. The ultimate trophies, and it's it's these 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 monsters. It's these other ass monsters. Oh. Yes, it's like it's it's like he's craven, and he's just Spider Man is his biggest yeah. target, and like these monsters. Yeah, because he's only I mean he's hunted humans. Like this is like a, a next level, you know, not counting the xenomorphs. Like this is like the next level of what he's hunting. So that's. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. Awesome that that just makes so much sense. Um, so you've only seen the first one, okay? It, it you know, there's the second one's amazing. I really enjoyed Alien versus Predator personally. I saw it in theaters, even. Um, you know, it wasn't the best story, but like, who's watching these for stories? I don't. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's a hunting alien killing people. The, that first movie was done so well. It, it really set the the. Uh, the ominous feeling of him hunting you, you know, like the camouflage is just so badass and key. Like, I think that'll really be an upper hand in this fight against uh, your team. I will say, I really. Yeah, that's this is the first one where I think I'm starting to worry about my team a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so Predator. Oh man, I, I'm glad you didn't get him because I I was very mad you got Jason. So I, I had to get my other brute, you know, I had to get my other meat shield out there. So For sure. I love it. And now all I can think about, you know, you're binging, uh, you're rewatching How I Met Your Mother right now. All I can think about is Barney just making the predator noises and looking for a new pickup. Like, that's all I can think about now. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Oh, man. Okay. So you have Jason and Pennywise. Who's joining the squad? All right, so for number three, I'm going to go ahead and jump. I, I love the way we're going back and forth. This is working because we just mentioned this. I, I have not seen the movie, but I have seen a lot of this character's other movies. Um, I'm going with the, the Queen uh, Xenomorph, um, particularly from the first Alien movie. Um, I think that I've, I had some fun with, you know, with Jason and then with Pennywise. They kind of give you some personality, give you some fun kind of, kills and stuff and abilities this one is really just all about like we're talking monsters so you've got to go with something like completely otherworldly you know like the the xenomorph is just it's kind of the stuff of nightmares uh you know aliens have never really gotten to me and, and like kind of scared me until i saw the first alien movie because it really doesn't look like an alien it just looks like this terrifying like bug looking thing um and especially in the first alien movie you know aliens kind of I love Aliens to Death. I always go back and forth between the first two of which one I like more, but 
you know, Aliens is really kind of the, the great kind of blend of action and horror, and Alien is just such a fun, like, contained, isolated horror movie. You know, they're all stuck in this ship and just getting picked off by this, this alien, like, one by one. Um, but I just think that, yeah, this is 100% about, like, visuals. Like, I would love to see, I think the Xenomorph would be the one to show up last in this squad. You know, you, you get the squad assembled, um, and I think that it would be such a fun, like, in the hypothetical movie, like, a fun second act reveal. You know, she just pops up and even tries to, like, kill, like, Jason or something, like, tries to kill someone on the squad, and then, like, you know, she has to be wrangled or Pennywise has to step in or something. But I would love to see just what kind of carnage she could get up to. Um, again, this is another one where it's not really hard to get her on your side. You just give her fresh meat and give her victims, and she kind of goes after them. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my, my I favorite. mean, you know, the fact that you went there just is like, okay, cool. I went Predator, you say you went Xenomorph, okay, I get it. And it's <laughs> right. like, I mean, they're, they're, it's a pretty even battle for the most part, but, I mean, you, now I'm kind of scared because the aliens can kick ass. The Xenomorphs are creepy as hell, and then you went with the Queen. I didn't go with no super mega Predator, but you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, I can't be mad. Um, God, I will. I have to admit. I guess I will say I have never seen the the first or two or three actually. Of and I, okay. I, there is no good excuse other than I think I was just really creeped out by it as a kid. Um, and then by the time I watched Alien versus Predator, I was like, okay, this is awesome. I I don't really know why I never went to the movies. I I have to rectify that. Um, but just from what I've seen in the movie, the, the video games I've seen in, in it, um, this is a freak. And you be this is the, the wild card because they might just go off the grid and fuck everyone over. Like, that right. ended up being the movie is like everyone versus Queen Alien, Queen Xenom. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, cause, uh, who's the ringleader? Pennywise might be like, okay, I think I misjudged. Uh, my hold over her i'm because <laughs> you know um maybe they know each other from back in the day you know when they were both aliens in the universe i don't know but um <laughs> but god that is a really good pick i i just am um, i the only thing is for the only good thing for me i have to count on is the wild card effect the unpredictability like who's to say if we'll be able to control the queen alien to to do what you need her to do but other than that, I'm I, mm. man. That's a good pick. Damn it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I just I I I think that more than anything too, like the Xenomorph has some great entertainment quality. So yeah, I'll I'll recommend them all day. But yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out the first two. Um, it'll vary depending on what you're looking for. But the second one especially is it's truly like it's just such an entertaining movie. The first one I recommend to like anyone who likes horror movies. But the second one, Aliens, is just such a fun ride. You get one of the best Bill Paxton performances ever. Um, truly one of the best Sigourney Weaver performances. I mean, she's great in the first one, but she's so good in Aliens. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun ride. And also, you know, we've talked about a lot of these different characters. I would say the Alien franchise has the best, um, like, video game spinoffs. Like, the video games from, from that world are so, so fun. They've done a really good job with those. That's true. I've, I've watched a couple of friends play them. That, those are really well done. Hey, we didn't say... The Friday the Thirteenth video game, super fun, really. Fun. Oh yeah, I'm so glad that that came out. I remember uh, 
I had not yet seen the movies when it was being developed. I remember there was a lot of trouble with getting it developed and they had to have a Kickstarter and stuff, but the finished product really is like, it's something special. It's such a fun game. I love playing as Jason because again, you get to just be pissed off Jason and just run at people. And like, I love just scaring people in that game. Um, yeah, that's, I, I, I think we said this before on the, on the podcast, but like, uh, a game like that for like the Terminator or something would be so fun. Like that's such a fun format yeah. for a game. But yeah, just I reckon and they try to do it with Predator and it is, it, it's fun, but you play as, I think you lose a bit of the fun when you're playing as the people fighting the Predator. Cause it's really just a multiplayer of like team versus team deathmatch, And you you have guns and stuff, which is, I mean, if you'd like that game, more power to you. But like, I love the idea of like in front of the 13th, when you're playing as the campers, you don't have anything. You just have to like find equipment. Yeah, you get you hide and pray. Like that's really all you do, and you try to find keys to the car. Like it's like a helpless situation. So I love that. But yeah, I I, I recommend anything alien related. Um, I think that Prometheus and Alien Covenant kind of go off uh, to some weird places. But even those, they have some great. Because again, like you said with AVP, like we don't watch these movies for the story. I mean, they that's the problem with Covenant is it really tries to do a lot of story stuff, um, but the kills are still so fun. So that's that's what you want these movies for. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I dig that pick a lot, man. Okay, so you have Queen Xenomorph added to the squad. Who's your pick number four? Okay, so yeah, we've had some fun with like variety and going to different, you know, different movie franchises and stuff. I'm going to go back to, you know, going back to the basics. I got to go with my boy, Count Dracula. Um, I think that a lot of this too, just because like I think about everything in terms of movies, but I think that seeing this be made into a movie and seeing Dracula interact with the rest of these characters would be so fun because he's such an interesting character in all of his different you know interpretations. Um, I personally, I'm going to go with uh, just because it's so fresh in my mind, and I promise I'm not trying to be obscure for obscure sake. But I'm going to go with the Dracula from the one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that he's in. Um, cause I think that episode was like so interesting. I, I obviously like, there was a lot of hype around it when I got to, it. I think it's the season three or season four premiere. Um, you know, they were bound to do that eventually cause it's a vampire show. He was about to show up eventually. The way they do it though is really interesting. And he has, you know, I, I don't, I'm not super familiar with a lot of the Dracula mythos. So I don't know if this had been done before, but he, has like power over people and is able to manipulate people. You know, Xander is hilarious in that episode because he's basically like a servant of Dracula for the entire episode. And it's so funny. I love Xander. He's the best. But uh, yeah, Dracula is just like such an interesting character. Um, He's not always, I don't always consider him one of the scarier like horror villains. I just think he's interesting, but he can certainly be really intimidating and really scary when done right. Um, just the idea of a vampire in general. I think we're a little like the vampire has been overdone a little bit in the last couple of years, but I think that again, when done right, it's a really just interesting kind of uh, fictional creature. And uh, I think that Dracula, again, when interacting with uh, Jason, with you know, with Pennywise and with <laughs> with the Xenomorph, would be so interesting because he kind of has he always has this regal like. I'm above it all kind of feel. So I think that he, you know, I'm not, I don't want to like hurt my own pick, but I think he would 
push back the most against Pennywise of all of my picks. And, you know, he would, he would take the most convincing and getting in the squad and like fighting. But I think that once he you know, had a clear idea of like what was happening and maybe he starts clashing with like Freddy Krueger or something, I would love that because maybe he's in this, whatever town this movie set in to find new victims and to make new, you know, uh, servants and stuff. And so he just happens upon, you know, Freddy Krueger terrorizing these kids. And he's like, well, those are my, those are my kids or those are my, my servants. Those are my kills or those are my whatever. So he starts to kind of clash. So I'd love to see the way he interacts with like not only my squad members, but yours as well. Um, I think that he and Pinhead would have some great kind of monologues bouncing off of each other. Um, but yeah, I just think that this is a, I mean, Dracula is just, you know, when we intro this, this pod, we talked about like the monster squad is like, you think of a certain kind of archetypes and he's certainly one of them. Um, there's a, <laughs> you can't see it, but you know, on our anchor call, we get to customize our names and my name is Count Chocula for a reason. Like I, <laughs> I love that serial. He's an enduring, you know, Halloween like figure, um, for a reason. So I got to go with my boy. Drac. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with the tried and true. Um, Dracula is an icon. Like, I love vampires. Vampires are, yes, they're definitely overdone at this moment in time, but they'll come back. They will always come back. Like, just you got to take a fresh <laughs> spin on it, or you can go with the classic. I mean, you can't go wrong with Dracula. You know, Vlad the Impaler. He's super seductive. He's suave. He's regal. He's dangerous. Um, turn into a bat. Like, you know, he's a badass vampire. And I, I love the idea of this, especially because of the way he will play, like you said, with everyone else. Um, in this hypothetical movie, I feel like he might would end up maybe being probably everyone's favorite of the whole movie. Like, people are like is that right. Dracula from Buffy? Like, really? And then people are like, oh, my God, I love it, you know, because it, it, just the way he he acts and the way, you know, he, he's about himself. But like you said, maybe if he he kind of figures out why they're doing this and if it benefits him, he'll he'll go along. You know, I mean, he is he's still right. he's, he's still a pretty terrible person. So he does it probably too much prodding. Um, I, I wasn't expecting this at all. But, you know, the Buffy version of Dracula. But I can't hate on it. I can't knock on it, especially just because of the pure entertainment factor um, for the the movie. So a plus, man. I like that. Um, who's is he your favorite vampire of all time? It you know if you asked me before we I started this binge of Buffy, I probably would have said that only because I like vampires. I just I'm not well versed on like what the iconic vampires are other than Dracula. But I got to go with I think you know. <laughs> Our good friend Chris asked this question the other day. I got to go with Spike. Like Spike is 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 just the best. You know, I'm reaching a point in Buffy where he's starting to be a little problematic, um, the way he's obsessed with Buffy. But the way they're playing that out is really interesting. And I do just—he's such a funny character. And I love. You know, he was a great villain, but the way they switched him when he gets the chip in his head and he can't kill anymore is so great. And then the scene where he finds out he can still fight monsters and fight you know demons. <laughs> the funniest thing ever. It's like he gets his. It's purpose back. Like it's it's so funny. So he's definitely my my favorite. Oh, what I about mean, yours? I also Spike. Uh, I, I mean, I just did that Buffy rewatch here recently, and I was like, uh, there was a reason why I loved Spike growing up. It's because he's just so funny. He, you know, he's a badass. He he didn't really care about things, but he he cared a lot. You know, it was like he was that perfect bad guy that really 
wasn't he was a bad guy because he was a bad guy, but you could see like even in the first like in season two and three, like there was something about him that just he he was not your normal stereotypical vampire, you know, like he didn't have a soul, but there was something else to him, you know. And, and I right. love his growth in this show. Other than, uh, other than when it gets weird and and bad writing, but we won't talk about that. You're, you, I don't think you're there quite yet. <laughs> um, but also, I do also have to say I love me some Blade. Like Blade, yes, I Blade love those bad. movies so much. Blade Two is better than Blade One. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, the blood Hard agree. Scene Hard agree. gets me pumped so much every time when he just comes out of the blood, just yeah. drenched. In, oh man, oh so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, Dracula, that is a good pick. Uh, just just because of the entertainment factor more than anything, I dig it, man. Thank you. Um, so that, I think that takes us to your what your no, number three. Four, number yes, three. I, I have oh, Freddy, Pinhead, and the Predator. So, right. let's see where I'm going with this. Because you stole two of my picks. Hmm. <laughs> Man, that would have been the rest of my team. Okay. <laughs> Since you went with Queen Xenomorph, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say I'm a step owner. I'm going Godzilla. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, I'm going to step on her. She's <laughs> just going to be a little bug now. I, like I, th- I thought I, I, you know, I didn't even have Godzilla on my list uh, because I thought it'd be a bit OG, you know, a little OP. Like it's Godzilla; he's huge. He he's a monster. He, uh, he destroys towns by himself. So, but at the same time, I was like, you know, I have to have someone to compete with Queen Xenomorph, and I don't think I think it'll be a pretty harder fight than I'm I'm portraying right there. I think Queen the Queen will. Definitely put up a fight and be pretty quick. Godzilla mm. is not the quickest guy in the world, you know. He's a big, slow right. lizard. So that would be pretty fun to see. That I could see that being like the, like the the switchback, the climatic, the climax. Like those two are going at it while everyone else is just like brawling and stuff. Those cities mm. crumbling for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I Godzilla is. Probably, I'd say, from the most recent movie series. They're not my favorite movies, but he just his the size and his just his ferociousness. I I, lo- I love it. So, Godzilla. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, the last two movies. Again, we we say this a lot with these like the alien movies and stuff. You don't watch them for the story. I don't like those first two movies <laughs> at all. I mean, those those most most recent movies at all. But I love the way they do like the actual character Godzilla. That was my biggest gripe with the first one. Like we barely see Godzilla in his own movie. I think the second one kind of, you know, did it better. We see him a lot more and obviously fighting the the kaiju is awesome. But, um, you know, I think we're, we're bound to get him versus Kong at some point. I think that's still coming out. Um, Okay. Uh, Which is really exciting, but yeah, he, I mean, watching, him just wreck shit and i remember the first time i saw the first movie and he, the first time he lets out that that scream like it is just i i really hope anyone listening despite how bad, how bad the movie is i hope you saw it in a theater because that's such a movie theater moment like just as loud as you can 
hear that moment, it just sends chills down your spine. He just, he arches his back and lets that scream out. And it's like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> it's terrifying. Um, and he would, yeah, he would be so fun. Depending on where he shows up in your movie, I think would be like the biggest kind of like, you know, the, the gasp moment in the movie. You know, I think that everyone would start clapping when he showed up. <laughs> um, I think that he would definitely like, change the the course of the fight no matter who was winning i think when he shows up it's like you know my squad is just oh we're fucked like they, you know they see Godzilla just wrecking buildings and they're like okay is anyone else hiding any incredible powers like iron man says um but i think that like he yeah he he especially in the last two movies like the, i love the moment in the first one where he he grabs the um I forget the Mothra, I think, and like, or grabs, maybe I'm thinking of something else, but he grabs something and rips its jaw open and like does his like sonic scream or whatever right down and just the head just comes off. Like it's oh, movie magic there, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, Gogeta is, is a perfect pick. I think he'll hold his own against really anyone, but I love that you kind of paired him up with the queen. Um, that's, I think that's a pretty even fight, truly. Like, his size is going to be a big advantage for him. But like you said, he's not the fastest fellow <laughs> and the queen can move around. And I think that like, yeah, that fight would be really vicious. I think that that would be the most visually appealing thing in the movie is watching them just kind of wreck and just kind of tear at each other. That would it be, would be a, oh, it would pretty much be a Kaju. It would be a Godzilla movie. Like at the very end, <laughs> it's like got all yeah, these awesome right. horror villains, you know, going at it. Okay. And at the end it's, it's Godzilla now. <laughs> I love it. Cool. And so, do you more prefer the 1990, I believe, 88 version or more of the originals back in the 50s? Um, yeah, there, I think they were the 50s or 60s. Um, I haven't seen all of them. I know there's a lot of them. I The ones that I've seen, I watched like a really long time ago. I mean, I was like really young. I did love them. I, I don't think the 98 one is as bad as a lot of people make it out to be. Um, I think it definitely has some weird moments in it and it kind of falls into the same trap the other one does where it's not, we don't get enough of Godzilla himself. Um, and it was in that weird time in the nineties when they were trying to figure out CGI and it wasn't working. Um, so it's got some wonky spots in it for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I love the originals just cause like they, I feel like in that era when they were really trying new things, you know, with King Kong and with Godzilla, you know, with the, a lot of the monsters we're talking about, Dracula and stuff, like, I think that the Godzilla movies really um, set the bar for, like, creature features and, and, and monster movies, and, and we get to see a lot of firsts happen. Um, and I just, I love, you know, always love championing, championing, you know, the history of, like, foreign films. And, you know, Godzilla did a lot, did a lot for Japanese filmmaking. So I think that, yeah, those those originals are really really special. They're kind of a bit of like a time capsule in in movie making. So those are super fun. All right, yes, I, I can't believe I went with Godzilla. I told my roommate I wasn't going to, but you, when you pushed me with the Xenomorph, I had to fight back. You know, so uh, it's a great late game pick. I, I wasn't even expecting it. That he was not on my list at all. I I couldn't even. Like, as soon as you said it, I was like, holy shit, how did I not think of that? But that's, it's perfect. I love it. Okay. So, so let's go, let me run down my team real quick, everyone. We have Freddy Krueger, uh, mainly his version from Dream Warriors, Pinhead from the first Hellraiser, the Predator from Predator, 
And then Godzilla from Godzilla King of Monsters. I want that version, but just just massive. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> let's see where I'm going to go with this because I don't really know. Um, so many good ones left. Mm. I I kind of have to go. I really want this one just because I feel like if it if it's work if it works out right. It'll really help my team. I want to go with the entity from It Follows. Oh, oh, this is so interesting. Yes. So for one, I, I just I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of the yeah. of the last ten years. Um, possibly one of my favorite, maybe my favorite horror movie of the last ten years. Um, it was so mm. creepy and disturbing and unsettling. And, and so for everyone who hasn't seen it, or just a quick rundown, the entity, it's this this being that chases the whoever is cursed. Uh, this curse so has it, uh, it's passed, of course, in the movie through uh, sex. And of course, that doesn't necessarily mean the that's always what the curse is. But and I believe, uh, as far as we know, that's what it's about. So say the curse, this right. curse passes through this town where they want to attack the entity would be there a part of this team i don't know if the entity even can talk to to anyone else or even like has more of a a what's the word um logical thought um for all we know the entity just has one purpose and it is to kill the person the the owner of the curse and then once he kills the person who owns the curse um, the curse reverts to the person who had it before. And then the entity chases that person and kills that person. And it just continuously goes on and on and on. Um, and so, and also this entity can turn into just absurd, creepy as hell looking people. These, this very super large, tall guy, very angly person, oh. the really odd, creepy looking like grandma looker. Um, Oh man, like it's just so unsettling what the entity can turn into. Um, but not only that, the entity is invisible to almost everyone, um, except for mm. pretty much the people who are cursed. Um, but it can still touch everybody, so it just doesn't care about you. So that would be the only thing, maybe that would be my problem. Is I don't know if the entity is going to really be much helping me as far as fighting against your squad, but I'm taking care of the town at least. I'm still taking care of my my kills and getting those up. And and I just think that creepiness I, would be awesome to have. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think that like more than any of these picks, that one just really like gets under your skin. Like I I will say it follows. I I saw it when it was in theaters. I haven't revisited it since, and that's actually one that was on my list. I forgot to mention for for this month. Um, definitely want to give it a rewatch. Um, it's such a cool movie. What a great idea for a movie, right? Like such a unique concept. Uh, it because it kind of plays with you know that's how horror movies were. You know, in like the eighties and the slashers, they were all dealing with like uh, these horny teens getting killed off by these horror icons, and so this almost kind of flips out in its script, but it kind of still deals with it, and it deals with it in such a really interesting, nuanced way. Um, uh, I think her name is Mi Micah Monroe. It is so good in the lead role. I mean, she's fantastic. 
uh, yeah, this this movie came out right in that kind of like those span of a couple of years where all these really great indie horror movies were kind of just like, I just love when horror filmmakers try. Like <laughs> they so often don't and they rely on like jump scares and, and what have you. And then you get a piece of art like this. I mean, it really is just a piece of art. Like it's done so well, directed so well. Um, and yeah, the entity is so interesting. You mentioned the the tall man, and I immediately got the image of that when he's coming up behind her in the hall. And it just, oh, yeah, it gets under your skin. Like, it just scares the shit out of me. Um, so this is really interesting. I love where it's placed in your squad. I love that we really don't even know a lot about it, and it's just, it's there. And sometimes that's the scariest thing about something, is, like, not knowing much about it. And you don't know, you can't explain it away. And you don't know the origin of it. You don't know why it's there. It's just killing. And, like, maybe that could be some of the opening scenes is, like, as the action starts to go, you see this, these people just getting picked off. And you're like, what is happening? Like, how is this, you know, how are all these people dying? Um, so, yeah, pairing that up with the rest of your squad is really interesting. I love kind of the meshing of all these different characters and, and what they bring to the table. But that might be my, my favorite pick. Because the entity just like, oh, man, it just, it really like, that that scares me more than most things in movies, man. Because it's like, there's no stopping that. That's the thing about that movie. It's like, there's no stopping this thing. It's going to, it follows. Like, it's always going to follow you. So that's. Yeah, oh, we man, don't know if thing. it can even be killed. Like, no, it, it got, right. you know, became kind of like inert or kind of just like comatose almost. And then it would quickly recover pretty, pretty much. Like, there was. It's like I said, I almost think it's like it's a supernatural tie to the curse. And like as long as the curse exists and I don't know if you can even get like if the like I feel like it would he the the entity would have to kill everyone with the curse. And who's to say how many there are? Like who has the curse? Who knows? Or has had it before that's right. passed it on, I should say. Because technically there is only one person right. with the curse. But then it reverts to the person who had it before. So who's who, how many people have had the curse? Who knows? But I, I just, and I also, I, I, you know, I'm going to fight against myself. I don't know if this is a really good pick as far as what we're going for, but, you know, I, it would be really cool to see in the movie. I will say that. Like, just like a little side thing, you know, throughout. 100%. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, <laughs> this is, we were definitely like we were gonna be really loose with this draft, and as far as like the way we were forming these squads, we we had mentioned that to each other beforehand. And I love that you picked that though, because like that brings a whole new, um, just it takes us in a whole different direction. Like I feel like a lot of this movie that we're building that absolutely should be made, uh, <laughs> a lot of it is just gonna be entertaining, and it's like a lot of really cool moments of seeing these icons fight each other. But you bring that in, and it's like, oh, okay, this is a horror movie. Like this is reminding me, this is a horror movie, and it's that that would be probably the scariest scenes is the ones with the uh, the entity. You're right. So, that's yeah, true. I, that. uh, I think maybe everything else would be a little bit maybe more action oriented. Um, you know, you know, mm -hmm. then you have maybe Dracula being the more maybe bringing some wit along with Freddy and Pennywise, and then the entity would just be there walking, just not like ignoring everyone. And just, you know, chasing down its victim. Like, yeah. And then the pinhead, you know, we'll, we'll just let let it do its thing, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Pinhead has his code. He knows that the entity has you know, its mission. He's like, I'm just going to let it do its thing. I'm going to stand back and watch. And remember, <laughs> don't have sex. <laughs> so good. Okay. 
So that rounds my monster squad uh, out. Who will be your last pick, good sir? And if you want to give us a rundown of your team real quick. Okay, yeah. So for my for my team, uh, my kind of like my ringleader is uh, Pennywise, the dancing clown. <laughs> he is he's uh, gathering the squad. He's kind of he's got the mission. He's the one who needs this the most. Um, and then I've got uh, Mr. Jason Voorhees, specifically from Jason Takes Manhattan. This is <laughs> Zombie Jason, fully pissed off Jason. He's just over it all and he wants to fight. Um, I've got uh, the, the queen herself, Xenomorph. Um, she is, again, like, I feel like, again, she's just pissed off and, like, wants to fight, and she just wants to kill, more specifically. Um, I, she, I think that, just a quick note, too, I think that her, like, with the entity would be really interesting, because it's like, who wins there? (laughs) Like, that would be really intriguing. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I... I've completely forgotten my first pick. Dracula. Dracula. How could I forget? It's my name on the anchor call. Uh, I've got Count Dracula, of course. Um, And I think that I also, I didn't mention this too, but I think that he would be the one, you know, we'll get some early scenes of clashing, but I think he'd be the one to kind of fall in line with Pennywise early on. And he'll, because he'll recognize rank more than most of these characters and he'll fall in and then he'll kind of help, you know, he's he's good at kind of uh, strategizing with, you know, his enemies too. So I think that he would be the one to help Pennywise in that aspect. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's my, my first four. So with my, my final pick, I'm going to roll with, now I want you to tell me, cause I've got, I've got two. So if this one doesn't count, I can certainly go with my alternate, but um, I'm going to go with one that's more recent. Um, again, I don't know if she's going to count. She has some supernatural elements to her, but she really is just a human being. So I'm going to go with uh, the lovely Rose, Rose the Hat from oh, no. uh, Dr. Sleep. 100% um, counts. She has the charm. Oh, does it count? She, okay, she has perfect. the gift. She can... She, she's more exactly. than... So. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we said this at the top. Uh, if you haven't seen Dr. Sleep, please... I would even say, just because it's so recent, please pause this and go watch it and then, you know, come back because it's, it, it's a great movie. I don't want to give too much away because it is... I didn't know what to expect when watching it for the first time. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a fun movie. Um, Rose the Hat, I mean, I love the movie for a lot of reasons. Rose, I think, is the uh, best yes. part of this movie by a country mile. I mean, she, Rebecca Ferguson, who, you know, it kind of uh, exploded onto the scene with uh, Mission Impossible. I think it was Rogue Nation mm-hmm. was the first one she was in. Um, yeah, she's been in the last two. So she was in Rogue Nation and Fallout. Uh, she is so good in those movies. She's kind of the first, I mean, really the first to kind of like match wits and match just being equal to Ethan Hunt. Um, and I just, yeah, I love that character, but Rebecca Ferguson is, you know, this relatively new name. And I think that Dr. Sleep more than anything cemented her as just such a name to look out for in movies. Um, she's so good. Rose of the Hat is basically this character in, in Dr. Sleep. She is the antagonist, you know, uh, she basically feeds off of people, kind of like Pennywise, but feeds off of people with, you know, with uh, the shine. You know, we, we uh, talked about it with, like, The Shining. Dr. Sleep is a continuation of, of Danny's story. Um, he's all grown up. It's Ewan McGregor. Um, he didn't know what it was back then. He knows now this gift is called The Shine, of being able to 
see beyond and see what's out there in the in the the afterlife and all that. And um, he meets this young girl. He has this connection with this young girl who also has this uh, gift and this ability. Um, and this girl, you know, is really powerful. So she draws the attention of Rose, not only Rose, but Rose and her, you know, her gang of um, essentially like I would call them parasites. You know, they're they're just looking to feed the entire movie. Um, and so a lot of the movie is, you know, this kind of, it's a chase, like it's Rose and her people kind of chasing after, uh, Dan and Dan's trying to protect, uh, Abra, that's the young girl. Um, also a great performance, especially from such a young actress, um, really, really good in this movie. Uh, and so, yeah, Rose is just, she, a lot like Freddie, I think is just so like sadistic, but so charming. She's not as like funny in the movie, but really just very charming um <laughs> there's a new girl line i hate to do this there's a new girl line where schmidt's like i am learning that fear plays a big role in my sexuality and i'm just like yep that's dr sleep with uh, rose the hat like she's terrified in this movie but she is so charming and you're like damn like is she single i mean she's just she's so good in the movie um and yeah, just I think that bringing her in with this squad, you would get again. This is me kind of playing against myself again, but you would get a lot of clashes with her and the other characters because she is pretty um, singular in her mission in Doctor Sleep. She has the people that she loves and cares about. Um, I forget the, the name of the guy that she's with uh, for Crow most of the Daddy. movie, but um, obviously she loves. Oh, yeah, that's right, Crow Daddy. Uh, great name. <laughs> she she loves and cares about him. Um, you know, the old man as well, uh, who, again, spoilers, I hope you're not listening if you haven't seen this, but when he when he dies, like, it's actually a genuinely sad scene. And I, I mean, these are evil people. And I was like, damn, that actually got to me. Um, you know, she they, like, pick up a new uh, kind of recruit into their ranks in this movie. Uh, and you can tell that she has these connections. But in this movie, she's kind of the fish out of, out of water. Like, she doesn't know any of these people. I feel like she would, like, kind of maybe join with Count Dracula. They're both kind of, they feel like they're detached and above it all a little bit. But I think that once you get her focused and you get her set on what she needs to do, she would probably just be ready to fight and ready to feed. A lot like Pennywise, like she needs to feed just like he does. They're both, we don't know how, how old they are. Um, we just know they've been around forever, you know, living off of like other people's fear. And so, yeah, I think that adding her in and again, like performance-wise, adding Rebecca Ferguson to this movie and adding that performance uh, specifically, I think that that's a you know that, that's I think that's wins right here just because like she she just put so much charm into the role where like you can't not like root for her sometimes <laughs> like we're not supposed to root for Rose and Doctor Sleep but like she's so so charming and like even when she's like swinging an axe at Ewan McGregor you're like. I kind of want to see how this works out for her. Like, give me a spinoff movie with just her and like her, you know, the, the parasites and what goes on with them before Dr. Sleep. That would be really interesting. But um, yeah, I think that she's an interesting character and in, especially in seeing how she works with the rest of the squad and even with your squad, like maybe, maybe she sees Freddie and they find like a kindred spirit in each other and they just go off and like, they start fighting everyone. Like, oh, I'd love man. to see that spin yes. off, you know? Um, yeah, but I, I just, I think Rose would be the kind of perfect complement to these characters. I think she's a bit of a wild card. So 
I'd love to see just how unpredictable she would be, but that that's gonna. Yeah, All right, that my, was another one time. I was not expecting, but I love it just because I love Rose the Hat. Like and like other than Abra, which we'll talk about at another time because I don't want to spoil too much about the movie as as much as we can. Um, people watch it. I promise you, it is amazing. Um, but Rose the Hat is such an yeah. amazing character. She's, you know, she shows how, you know, warm and caring she is and also how heartless and, and terrible she is. Like, you know, I, I love when you can see the duality of, of villains and monsters and she's a really good, yeah. you know, window into that. And to have her into this kind of crazy mess of a, of a showdown is insane. I think, you know, the, but the fact that y- you're doing it, like, I think her and Dracula would definitely, like, just organically, you know, mesh. I think they would work really well together because, honestly, I-, I considered, before I thought realized what they were doing in the movie, I thought they were, like, soul vampires, almost. Like, are these vampires? Yeah. Like, what right. is this? What does this have to do with Doc- with The Shining at all? Then, uh, you know, I realized that, that they're taking The Shine. Um, but you, you actually have three, pe- four people, kind of technically, that need to, to feed almost <laughs> to survive. Um, so I, I do kind of like that kind of vibe you're going on there. You know, you have Pitwise who has to feed, hates kids, Rose the Hat tends to go towards kids. You know, they have the most shine or the most steam, as they call it in the movie. Right. Um, I just love that yeah. because Rebecca Ferguson is a brilliant actress. Um, I'm just mesmerized by her as Rose the Hat. So I would, I would, I'm down for that. Just, just because like, hell yeah, let's, let's make this movie. I'm, I'm awful. Um, and you did say, <laughs> I, I think a Rose the Hat or like the True Knot, that's what they call, call their group. I think um, a, a little, mm, like a yeah. mini series to show them like a really like cool, fun part of their past. That'd be awesome. I would definitely watch. Uh, but you know, we're oh, getting man. people to Dr. Sleep, right? Yeah. That'd be so interesting. I believe Are we? so. I believe I read a. At least it was a rumor that they were trying to. At least it did. It did well enough in theaters, right? Or did it not? Oh yeah. No, it. it I think it. I mean, it wasn't project. It was projected to do a little better, but it still. I think it found, especially now, it's found a lot more of a following on, um, you know, on home release. But if there's a sequel, dude, I am. So yeah, uh, that Mike Flanagan said that the sequel is already in the works. Whether it actually happens is another question, but they're working on it. Right. And as far as he's concerned, like with Mike Flanagan, man, I, if you're listening oh to that's a name to look out for. He's responsible for a Haunting, lot of the best uh, horror around right now. I mean, The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, my oh, God. Next so week. good. He's got the. Yes. Is it next week? Oh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, check it out. I mean, it's coming. I guess it's coming ne- next week on Netflix. Um, if you haven't seen The Haunting of Hill House, my that's phenomenal. Such like, a good show. It's, it's, oh, it's so good. Um, but he's, yeah, he's one of the best names just in Hollywood in general, but he, that guy understands horror better than most people right now. And he just, especially visually, he does so many cool visual things with, with his movies. So if he's doing Dr. Sleep 2 or you know, Shining 3 or whatever, if there's a sequel and he's in charge, then I'm, yes. I'm all in. Oh, I love man. that. Well, that, that was, that, this draft did not go the way I expected, mainly because you stole all my picks, but you know what? I'm very happy with my team. <laughs> I like your team a lot, man. 
Um, who's your MVP of the draft? Man, I, I've got to go with probably – I've got to go with the entity because that was one, like, I agree, this did not go the way I expected. Uh, we left out Michael Myers, which I was surprised. I thought he's one of my favorite. Him. I will say, um, he's my favorite, covered, but not for this. No, not yeah. For sure, yeah. And we covered two of the big three, so I think we're, we're okay. But uh, with the entity, like, that one – Man, that that's the most unexpected for me. I didn't expect you to go with that one. Just for the factor that brings into the movie. And forget, like, usefulness in the squad or whatever. That doesn't matter, I think. Like, as, as long as it, like, because this is a movie. I mean, they need to make this movie. And you bring that, that, in, that factor into the movie. It's like, that grounds it and very much makes it a horror movie. You know, we get a lot of cool fights and stuff and a lot of, like, maybe great one-liners from Freddy Krueger or some great, you know, screen presence from from Drac and from Rose but the entity really grounds it and makes it just a horrifying movie like the entity is such a that's that's right. my favorite mine sure. is going to be Pennywise because I like whether you would have gotten him or I did I just think he's built for something like this you know um I think we need more Pennywise in our lives yeah. like he's such a well-done character he brings out so much out of people you know like for one he's a clown people hate clowns like maybe because of him yeah. <laughs> possibly but you know he's <laughs> funny creepy he's able to turn into your biggest fears and, and then like to i just so i want to see him pretty much interact with every single one of these like just to see his reaction to seeing godzilla and like is he going to turn into his true or her true form because you know it pennywise might very well be a female you know i believe he was laying eggs, I right. believe, right in the in the book. Yeah. So, right, of course, yeah. we have no idea how their sex, gender, uh, reproduction works. We have no idea. It's that's why Pennywise is. Um, but you know, I who knows what Pennywise would do with when that happens. But I would love to see it happen. And like Pennywise seeing the entity, just you know, ignoring everything, even him. Um, and then of course Freddy versus Pennywise just. Because, like, I, I just love the idea. I don't think the movie works as well without Pennywise. So for that, he's my MVP. Mm. I love it. Yeah, we – and I love – man, we really went, like, all across the board with this. Like, there are so many different types of kind of horror characters in this. And, like, I think this would just be such a – Again, like we, we do this all the time in this podcast, but we want these movies to be made and especially this one, man, because we have not we've not talked a lot of horror. That's what I'm excited about this month is we're going to really get into some horror stuff and some Halloween stuff. But, man, this is I would watch this horror movie today. Like this is so interesting. It would be such a unique concept. Um, and to have all these icons, you know, in a, in a perfect world to have all the original actors play them and stuff like but to see all these people like face off and stuff that would be so interesting it really it's like the infinity war of the horror world like it would be so interesting so this has been really 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 fun i, I love the way these lists have, yes i love uh, it I, I love horror movies i love monsters i i love things that that you know make my adrenaline rush you know uh, make me think uh even though i hate being scared it's it's such you know it's just that weird kind of like i love it but i hate it you know nothing better Right. Yeah. 
there's nothing like seeing a, a horror movie, you know, in a theater and just being surrounded by people who are like experiencing the same like rush of adrenaline and fear that you are. Like it's there's there's nothing like that. I miss that. I can't wait to to go back to that. Uh, but yeah, I, I I love again the way these are shaken out. Um, if I'm sure you know if 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 you think we missed something, if you you know, if you like just like these lists, I, as always, please let us know at, at Planet Fantasy Podcast at, at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear your your dream squad, um, just your thoughts on these characters in general, these movies. Um, and as always, let us know if you have ideas for for podcasts. If you we've uh, we've had a lot of people let us know some ideas um, for episodes and and that they'd love to be guests. And so we're really excited about the the guests we have coming up. But um, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, we, that's why we love doing this is, is, um, to entertain and, uh, thank you so much for listening to, you know, to this point, we hope you continue to do so. And, um, yeah, we've got some fun stuff coming, man. I, this month is going to be, I think a really, really fun month. So much fun. I mean, is it, which one is next? Is it the, the one with Nadia? Yes. So yeah, next week we are going to have a returning guest, Ms. Nadia Birch. She's going to come back for our um, Halloween episodes draft. So we're going to be talking about our favorite TV episodes themed God, around uh, so Halloween, many. which like, there are a lot of them. Who knows yeah. what we're going to do, guys? I... Right, exactly. It's, okay, it's then. Be well, if that's it, we had such fun, guys. And uh, I believe that's all we got to say. Thanks, as always, for listening to another episode of Planet Fantasy. We appreciate you guys. We apologize for some of the audio issues in this episode. You know, sometimes things just can't be helped. But we do appreciate you listening, as always, and we can't wait to see you again next week.